Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to a quick and fun travel escape? Enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums. Vicksburg is the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian, hey, Dad, and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Guys, if you're looking to wear something maroon and white, you know, basketball season is coming up. Then you should head over to College Corner, two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're original by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever it is, maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler, Starbucks flagship restaurant. That's the place to grab lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch whenever you're in the great city of Starkville. If you're here for football season or not, but whenever you're here, you want to head over to Restaurant Tyler. You'll have a great meal. It's always a special occasion when you're eating at Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations to serve you throughout Central Mississippi. Find a branch near you and then begin a relationship with a local bank that's going to make a real difference for you. Banking within your community, banking locally, just as important as shopping locally, eating locally. It's about having strong communities and banks like Priority One, is that's part of it. Part of it, having a bank like that where you can do business with people you know. So if you live in central Mississippi, there's a branch near you. Check out PriorityOneBank.com to find the branch nearest you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. I didn't go with the uh, the Blackhawk down music just yet. I'm going to try to save that for a special occasion. Uh, but Mississippi State drops its 16th straight game to Alabama. Uh, 40-17 to 17 is the final score. A game that had moments of frivolity, uh, but uh, for the most part was just another typical Mississippi State-Alabama uh, game. Will Rogers, three picks, did throw a touchdown pass. State's first against the Crimson Tide since 2014. A lot of, lot of, a lot of sarcasm to, to so far today. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Uh, so what do we take away from that? What do we take away from what we saw at Davis-Wade Stadium uh, Saturday night? One man could tell us, and God, I wish you could see his hair right now. Ladies and gentlemen, let's ask him what he thinks. Tell him, fuck! Well, I'm tired, Brian. Yeah, you look tired, to be honest with you. I look like the mad scientist. I think you you wake up and then go back to bed? Yes. Okay. Because you sent me a text. You sent a text to our group at 7.30, and I sent you I woke up at 7.30, checked my phone... And then, and then we're like, back out. Then I sent him another yeah. text like two hours later. I'm like, are we are we gonna go? And he's like, 
I just woke up. And I'm like, what? So, yeah, I'm, clarification. I'm tired. Uh, All right, go ahead. Get after it. Dang you, SEC, for making this an 8 p.m. kickoff. And we knew it was going to happen. Brilliant. I dreaded this game all day long, just like I do every single year. It's the most depressing day of the year because you know exactly what's going to happen in the game. Nothing's going to change. And still, we have to start these games at either 6.30 or 8 p.m., but I digress. Um, Brian, this was the same exact game, minus the fact that Mississippi State scored two touchdowns, which I said coming in, if they can score two touchdowns, that'll be a nice step forward. That was a nice step forward, I think. I think we saw some good things in the game from Mississippi State offensively, and then we saw some more glaring issues that Mississippi State has Brian, this defense is a problem. Mm-hmm. This defense is a mega problem. This is an offense at Alabama that has been struggling to find its footing with its quarterback. The offensive line has not been great. Uh, they've been okay running the football, but this is not Alabama of old. This is not, you know, Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian offense. Mm-hmm. This isn't a, um, an unbeatable team. And they just – Moved right down the field of Mississippi State. I think State got maybe three or four stops in the game as far as just keeping them from not scoring any points whatsoever. It was just um, – it was tough to watch. And this is a continuation of bad defense from Mississippi State and making the opposing quarterback look like, you know, John Elway. I mean, this is – it's rough. The last three games, Mississippi State's defense – has allowed the quarterbacks, and that is um, Jaden Daniels, Spencer Rattler, and now Jalen Milrow. They've thrown for 88% completion percentage, over 800 yards passing. It's It's been bad. And there's a lot of other things on this team that are bad, and we're going to talk about that too. But the defense is the one common theme for this team. They've been bad every single game outside of southeastern Louisiana. And in that game, they gave up uh, – 80-yard drive or whatever it was, that long drive they gave up against Southeastern Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So the defense is, is really bad right now, and it's that's the side of the ball that you were sure of coming into the season. Now, offense has shown some positive signs. We've seen some good things from the offense this year. We've seen some bad, but we've seen hardly nothing from the defense to be excited about. So that that is a huge problem for Mississippi State, and you have an issue at quarterback. On offense, we're we're just we got to say what it is. This offense does not fit Will Rogers. It's not his fault, but they're not putting him in positions to succeed. And if you're just going to refuse to do that, then you've got to put another person there that is capable of doing things that this offense requires. It's just it, it it's time to have that conversation. Because it's hurting Mississippi State. It's hurting Will Rogers, too. Uh, this offense has hurt him this season. Uh, he's not been able to do what he needs to do to be successful. And in turn, Mississippi State has not been able to do what he needs to do to be successful. And 17 points, that's great. There were more points there to be made for Mississippi State. They had a chance to, to score more than they did. This Alabama defense is good. Mississippi State could have done a lot more. So – it's hard to really – I mean, again, I mean, we're right back to what we said last week. 
it, it's kind of hard to come away feeling worse than what we did coming in because we said this was going to be a blowout. But I just don't have a lot of faith in Zach Arnett right now. The post game was absolutely brutal. He doesn't seem to have a lot of answers. I just don't know if this is going to work. We haven't seen signs of life. So the back end of the schedule is absolutely huge for the future of Zach Arnett and his coaching staff, I think. They've got to find a way to get it going because right now there's not a lot of people that are on the bandwagon. Oh, Robbie, I think that bandwagon is uh is just about empty. To be honest, maybe maybe some family members still on there, but yeah, this I've never never seen the wheel. I mean, I, I think about with Leach, you know, the way they won that first game, and then three weeks later, what was going on? But a lot of people were like, "Look, this is Mike Leach. That's a guy who's won a ton of games. He'll figure it out eventually." I don't and, know. And, you know, he had the he had the whole thing where he was cleaning house. Yeah, and he's done that like everywhere. Yeah, and so everybody just went into it saying this is going to be a rebuild. But yeah. Mike Leach has proven this. We have no reason to believe that's going to happen, with Zach Arnett. Right. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But the thing that bothers me the most, and I, and I guess it's one of the things that are true, but, but I just want to say it here: it's like I, I didn't feel like they they were intimidated, especially early in the game. I felt like they were in the game trying to fight and trying to win. Mm-hmm. They're just so poorly coached and so poorly, you know, schemed on defense and, and and just so limited on offense that there's just nothing they could do. It, it, was, yes. it was it was like a minnow trying to fight a whale. Strangely, you know, th- this was one of the first games in a while, probably since seventeen, that they have looked like they, you know, were ready for the challenge. They just didn't execute. As, as simple as that. I mean, they just didn't execute. They didn't look afraid. They didn't look intimidated by the jersey. They just looked out, man, which is this, the exact same they looked against LSU. It's rough. It's rough times here in Mississippi State, for Mississippi State football. Uh, and we're going to talk about it right now. But first, let's uh, let's move on into that. And that's brought to our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Guys, do yourself a favor. Just Just go buy a steak. It'll make you feel better. If you're down, a steak will make you feel better. I I, I guarantee it. Well, medium rare action, you'll you'll be you'll, you'll you'll be good to go after that, or a burger, or just something, something. Help yourself out. Fire up, fire up the grill. That always makes me feel better. So, you guys, head to your your grocery stores and your local butcher shops. Talk to them. Get hooked up with the great deals. Beef. It's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends of the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. Guys, it's just this simple. When you want to eat good in Starkville, you head to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. You enjoy some great food, great people, great atmosphere right there in the middle of the Cotton District. Such a fantastic and unique college environment. You're going to have a good time. Robbie and I, you know, we would say we guarantee it, but don't look, come looking to us to get any money back or anything. We, we don't have anything to do with that. We're just telling you you're going to have a good time. So go enjoy yourself with a great meal at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service is the place is the promise that a lot of businesses businesses make to you. It's a promise that they keep at Advantage Business Systems, and they've been keeping it for 48 years since they first opened the doors. And that's how you know. You know they're telling you the truth because they've been open for 48 years. Guys, if you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need 
uh, any kind of service on those products, you just call them back. You're not talking to a 1-800 number, a call center, an out-of-state technician. We're talking to the people who made you the sale. And a lot of times, because they're in Mississippi and you're in Mississippi, they can take care of your problem the same day. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, that's where you need to find your next polo or quarter zip. You saw me tweet it out. I think it was on Friday. They have a great new shipment of the interlocking MSU uh, gear in. You want to check that out, polos and pullovers. You know, it's October now. It's starting. To, it's, it's time for fall. It's time to start getting cool, a little cooler here in the state of Mississippi. That means you need a new pullover, new quarter zip. Check it out at The Rogue. Their collegiate collection has the logos and the styles and name brands that you're looking for. Shop at The Rogue and Jackson or online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. Somebody uh, left of, of a, a uh, I want to read this review. We gotta, I, I'll give them credit. Again, the game said five stars, so I can't I can't be too angry. But I want you to read this. I want to read this to you. From Investor1979. You're right. You made the correct call. MSU season is over since they lost to South Carolina. Probably should forfeit the other game. Of course, then no one listens to the podcast and sponsors will leave and it will be canceled, I guess. If the season is over, the podcast is over. What? When did we say the season was over? I don't remember saying the season was over, but I also don't remember. I don't. I don't get like there are other sports. Robbie and I just get on here and talk, you know, about cars or something before we just give up. Mm-hmm. We're not quitters. All right. That's some today. of these. Uh, hmm? uh, some of the the people that leave these comments, of course, they don't use their actual name, but like I, I just. I want to ask these people, like, how difficult is your daily life if something like this bothers you that much? Us just talking about a game that we watched and telling the truth on what we watched. It's not like we're coming in here saying it's like we're doing what like message boards are doing and fire every coach on campus and, you know, get these players stink and stuff like that. We're not doing that. We're just talking about what we see. I know, I know. If this stuff bothers you to the point that you have to make a fake name and go put a review and say, you know, this shows you're I losing sponsors, it, yeah. I just don't understand. Oh, well. well let's but just thank you for listening. Yeah. I, and five-star review, so I can't, again, we can't complain too much. That's true. So let's just get right into the uh, things that are true. Number one, let's fire all the coaches on campus and these players stink. That's <laughs> oh, kidding. <laughs> These are the things that are true. How many do I have? That's going to get clipped. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I got 11 today, Robbie. 11 things that are true. They're all true. Let's get right into them. Number one, uh, it's time to revise my prediction. I I can't, with a good straight face, tell you this team is going to go eight and four anymore. I want to drop to six and six, but honestly, Robbie, I just don't know. Uh, I think the two most winnable games outside of the non-conference games left on the schedule are Auburn and Arkansas, but those games are on the road. And LSU, Arkansas went down to LSU and, and was competitive. They were competitive with AM. Auburn was competitive with Georgia this past weekend. I, I just don't know. Now, State, in their three conference games, their best game has been on the road. So I don't know. So I'm going to lean to 6-6, six and six, but 5-7 and seven feels more likely to me. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to be. There's no reason to be optimistic no. about this team. I mean, 
You can't be. Oh, darkness, my old friend. But again, the same thing that we've been saying, the rest of the schedule like has had some bad moments this year, too. Arkansas yeah. looks like a lost cause. Yeah. You know, um, Auburn plays really well at home, and that's a game that I, that I thought State would lose. So I'm leaning that direction right now with them. Their defense is good. They play really well at home. So I just don't feel great about that game. Right. But the, I mean, you're looking to get two more wins outside of their non-conference games. Can you find two wins in there? It's possible. Arkansas, Auburn, Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss played well yesterday, but that's. I mean, I never judge what's going to happen in the Egg Bowl by what happens right in the previous games. I, mean, I never do that. I mean, if you go back a year at this time, everybody thought the Egg Bowl was going to be a blowout for Ole Miss as well. And, and 2019 was the same thing. Same Remember way. 2019, John Rice Palmer is going to run all over state. Yeah, exactly. You, you just never you never, never know, know about that game. But we'll see. We'll get we'll get there eventually. Uh, where are we here? Number two. If you're a person that's that's positive right now, if you're like this is going to work out and Zach Arnett's going to get this turned around and, and 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 I believe in him, you're thinking that because it's what you want to think. There's not evidence that says that that's the case. So to going back to what I just said about Leach with Leach, you had a, a years of evidence of like okay, this guy knows how to turn programs around. He's gone to programs that are, quite frankly, lower on the totem pole on the Power 5 scale than Mississippi State and turned them into winners. Mm-hmm. You don't have that with Arnett. So if you if you are if you want to be a positive person, if you want to if you want to sit there and say, "No, this is good. They're, you know, that Alabama and LSU are tough and they they're going to they're going to figure it out and going to have a really strong second half of the season." That's fine. That's fine. But you but you need to admit to me and to you and to everybody else that you know you just want to feel that way. You just don't want to be negative. That's fine. If you if yes, if that's you, that's your personality. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you that you're wrong. You be the way you feel like you need to be. Just admit that you don't have any proof that that's the case. It's not reality based. Yeah, it's hopeful. And I mean the the biggest the biggest red flag is like the 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 press conferences to me. Like it just it just seems like about that. Yeah, it just seems like he's just. Right now, he just doesn't really have an answer. Yeah, that's uh, I believe that's number three here. Uh, where are we here? If not, go ahead. Yeah, and number three. It up. Number three. I mean, Robbie, I, I, your number is probably greater than mine, right? But I've covered uh, four head football coaches. I've covered uh, three men's basketball coaches, two women's basketball coaches, uh, Cohen. Canisero, Henderson, Lamont, four baseball coaches. Uh, not to mention the fact that I, you know, I've talked to softball, soccer, golf. Ten, I've talked to every head coach on this campus that, of, of every sport. Uh, and then, and that does not also include that I've been to SEC media days and been on press conferences with other teams' coaches. And I have never seen a coach as flustered as Zach Arnett was last night. Absolutely. No. Even when, even you know, when Moorhead was here, and State would have a bad game, he'd come in the press conference and give you answers. Who's like, okay, he at least sees what the problem is. Yeah, you know, he's going to fix it. He'll he'll at least attempt. <clears throat> excuse me, he's at least going to attempt to fix it. I, I got the impression from Arnett that he got no clue what the problems are. Yeah, it's like he you know he knows what the problem is. The defense is bad. That's the problem. How do you fix that? 
he doesn't know, feel like he knows where to start. He dropped another f bomb. He just he just he's 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 over his head. He he's, he's acting like he is over his head, way over his head. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, and, and this is not. This is kind of a, this is a very tough situation that Mississippi State finds itself in. And, you know, Zach Arnett didn't ask for this. He was promoted into this job. He took a different route than a lot of people <clears throat> do because of the circumstances that Mississippi State had. And I thought that the way that he set things up to kind of provide himself success looked to be really good. You brought in all these Mississippi coaches and Mississippi ties, these uh, former head coaches and things like that. You have all these people around you, but is he, are they just like not stepping in and providing, you know, some clarity for him or are they all kind of struggling? Like what, I, that's my, that's my question. You know, is he, is he not as open to, you know, criticism or steps forward from the coaches or are they all just kind of right now, just not don't know what to do because we keep hearing, you know, I didn't do a good job coaching. I didn't do a good job preparing the team and stuff like that. I mean, that is a, to me, a huge issue that you're at this point in the season and you're saying that your team is not prepared. So I I don't know what, I don't know how, what's going to happen here. I, I do know that these next, few games are absolutely monumental for Zach Arnett moving forward because Saturday you're going to see it's going to be very sparse in the crowd. No, don't don't get which, ahead of me now. Don't get ahead of me. Okay. But you're already starting to see some apathy set in. It's not even so much anger. It's it's totally jumped to apathy now. Yeah. And at least with Moorhead we saw like some anger. There was some, the fan base was really angry for a while. Now it's just kind of like, eh, I, I got better things to do. And I can't blame people for thinking that. No, no. So they could, they got a problem on their hands here and they've got to find a way to rally and make it happen. Because if this turns into a four win season or something, then I don't know. I, th- I think all bets are off. No, I don't disagree with you. We will continue down that path here. Uh, number four, I just talked about it a minute ago. I, I didn't feel like State played scared. I, I, if, I, if I had to give credit, I've had to find something positive. I felt like they, they, they were in the game. Uh, right, Even when they, they threw the interception at the end of the first half, they came out in the second half, first possession, went down the field and scored a touchdown. I was like, okay. You know they're they're here they're 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 playing the the crowd was into it I, I felt like the atmosphere was good for the first maybe two and a half quarters but I mean that again I you know sometimes when people say like teams play hard and I'm like well that's that's not really a compliment that's the that's the the bare minimum I can expect from a team is to play hard you know same thing here like to not play scared is the it's the bare minimum I'm not really giving you a compliment here I guess I'm just saying. Congrats on not being scared like you were the last three years. So to go back, take it full circle to to what you know. How do we start it this week with Arnett and and his you know he was like he was upset with the way the the, year, the question that you asked. His message to the team apparently that part got through. I, I will give them credit for that. Yeah that that was a 
step forward. And again, like you said, I mean, that's not, I mean, that's not something to be super proud of. That's what should be expected at Mississippi State. And it's what's kind of discouraging about, you know, the defense. You've had all these teams in the past at Mississippi State that have just been inept on offense in this game or, you know, they just they don't have a shot because of what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball. The defense more often than not seemed to leave their mark in this game. Alabama left the game thinking, God, that was a physical ball game. And that's not to say last night wasn't physical, but to just kind of just watch it go up and down the field. I mean, it felt like 2016. You know, it, you couldn't get off the field. You got those two stops to start the game, and that felt like old-school Mississippi State football. But this program has always been built around that. But Zach Arnett has talked about that, about how this program is built around blue-collar mentality. You got all these players in the NFL. And you're putting a product on the field defensively that – just doesn't live up to the standard. And that is the most baffling thing to me. They look they look a lot slower than the other team. They're, you know, they're they're not not in position when they need to be a lot of times. I don't know what's going on with the defense, but coming out and playing the way they did in the first quarter was very productive. I just don't know what happened the rest of the way. And another thing is, you know, they're they're just banged up right now. Yeah. The defensive line is just demolished. At this point, uh, you had Don Terry Russell having to play a lot last night, which I don't know if that's more of uh, the fact that maybe they just were looking for somebody that's got some kind of pass rush ability. I don't know, but he played well. He did. He played well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like you said, just finding a finding a way to like not be scared is just that should be the bare minimum. The bare minimum. But they did it. Expectations. I'll give them that. Ah, let's see here. Number uh, five. The Mike Wright thing is just weird. It's just, it's weird, Robbie, that the way they, they use him, the way they, they send him in for a play, a two, two plays most, they don't give him a series. They don't let him play when the game is completely out of hand, be it good or bad. He didn't, I mean, when did he take over in the uh, Southeastern Louisiana game? It was 48 to seven already, right? He didn't. They could have brought him in at 34 to 7 and just said, hey, have a couple series here. But it's just odd how how they do this. Like, I don't get it. I don't get what they're trying to accomplish with the way they call plays and scheme and use Mike Wright. Yeah. Uh, I'm I don't understand. Um I, and here's the thing: like at the end of the, the game, when the game is in hand that's when he gets a possession, you know, like why, why was he not playing in the fourth quarter? Yeah. I don't understand that. And, it, you know, the, we've asked, people keep saying, well, why don't you, we've asked about Mike Wright's usage. We, what, I don't know what else we can ask them that would make fans feel okay. Because we've asked well, them, no is answer. Mike Wright going to get any, can Mike, what's Mike Wright got to do to get on the field more? What? How are y'all going to utilize Mike Wright? Well, have you you heard about the you know the fans booing Will and asking for Mike? What do you what's your thought? They're not going to use him. It's it's obvious that he's only going to be utilized in special situations, short yardage inside the red zone. They're just not going to do it. There's nothing that we can ask that's going to make this happen. But yeah, this whole thing and let's let's just tie this to number six. The fan base just has Will Rogers fatigue. 
Yeah. I mean, in, in this day and age of college football, you don't get a starting quarterback for 30 plus games anymore. It just it just doesn't happen very often. You know, the I mean, even Dak Prescott, the most beloved bulldog of all times, only started for two full seasons. This is going to be Rodgers' third full season. And his limitations have caught up to him with what the state wants to do. That's the thing. Like, I'm not, I don't really have a lot of issues with Barbe's play calling Saturday night. I thought state ran the ball pretty effectively at times. You know, when they got down to their third string running back, they were having trouble. But, and I thought there were some opportunities in the passing game, but Will missed some receivers, held on to the ball too long. And then there was sometimes, you know, I think people get, I think they put every sack on Will. Like sometimes you just get sacks. I mean, you know, Pat Mahomes gets sacked. <laughs> Players get you give up sacks. I get that. Now, are there some sacks you can blame on Will? Sure, but sometimes there's just nothing he can do. The the, the blitz is just there before he can do anything, and I, I I I I sympathize with those. But there were some plays last night where he's holding on to the ball too long. You know, it's fourth down. You can't you can't take a sack on fourth down. You you just have to throw the ball down the field and and just let somebody try to make a play. You can't yeah. you can't take the sack there. So you know the 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 his explanation for why he threw the interception on the uh, at the end of the second at the end of the second quarter made sense, right? He's like, I thought I you know, I saw this and I thought he was going to do this and he didn't. But he's like, I saw to the tight end and I just want to right break in right there and be like, why are you throwing to the tight ends? Like what what are you doing? Was it Harmon? I don't know. By the way, I wanted to give you some credit, by the way, because you were right about something last night. That was not a QB draw. It was a pass play. The 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 rush was so back was back there quick enough. Like if you if I went back and found the replay of it, he's that's it, definitely a pass play. But it looked like a QB draw because Bama was in the backfield so quick that he he takes the snap and he almost immediately goes to tuck and run because the blitz is back there so quick. You kind of knew that that I mean that play was going to happen though. Like they're showing blitz, it's yeah. an obvious passing down. You got to kind of check out of that and do something else. Yeah, because I mean you didn't have enough guys to block right there. But that I mean, you're right, and that it's again this is what you're dealing with whenever you're forcing an offense on a quarterback that's fit for a different kind of offense. You don't have a quarterback back there that can get out of the pocket. When you're having to hold on to the ball, <clears throat> the play's not developing. It's either I'm about to force the ball into coverage, I'm about to throw it away, or I'm going to take a sack. There, There's no, like, can't s- step up in the pocket or whatever and, and run. I mean, it's, it's tough to do. So, you, I mean, you just don't have the elusive guy back there. Yeah, I, I just, I just feel, I feel, I feel bad for Rodgers at this, but at the same time, I get it. I get why fans are frustrated. You know, you look around the league and everybody, it seems like everybody else has like its dynamic quarterback who's making plays. And then you have Will, Will Rodgers, who's just, he's not the same guy he's been the past couple of years. And even that guy was kind of limited. And, you know, the scheme kept him up. We're going to talk a lot about that on tomorrow's show. So, you know, people, people are just, you know, and I don't know that Mike Wright will be better. I really don't, but I do know that, that fans who, you know, we talk about this a lot. It's entertainment business. They're, they're your customers. I'm not saying you should. You just you, you got to do what the fans say. 
but you can't be surprised when they voice their displeasure either. So yeah. that's, how, that's how I'm looking at things. Uh, let's see here. Number seven. Zach Garnett is not the same guy he was a year ago. He, he's trying to be something he's not. All right. Arnett as a defense, I've, I've talked about this. I said Arnett as a defensive coordinator was gruff, angry, aggressive. You know, he would he didn't have he didn't have a problem, you know, calling you out. He didn't have a problem you know, doing any of this stuff. And since he's become the head coach, he's been like this kinder, gentler version of that. You know, he 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 he's more smiley, he's more uh you know, he's he he talks in coach speak. But not not in the same kind of coach speak that other coaches talk in. Like it feels like he's he sounds like somebody who's not a coach trying to use coach speak. You know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it makes it sounds like you and I, if we were going to go up there and give answers, be like, well, you know, you've got to you know do this, and I mean, but it's not actual answers. But it sounds like he 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 just needs to be himself. I think that's one of the big issues here is he's up there at that podium. Just be yourself. He Last night, he was frustrated, but Zach Arnett was probably angry. Well, be angry. Yell at us. We don't care. I don't care if I get yelled at by the head coach. Won't be the first time. Just, just, get, just, just be yourself. I feel like he's holding all this. He's going to have a heart attack. He's having all this aggression inside, and he, you know, like, what is you gotta, you gotta, you gotta dance with what brung you. You gotta, you gotta be the guy that you've been your whole life. You can't change because you become the head coach. Nick Saban's not. I mean, he might be different now after thirty plus years as a head coach. But my guess is there's not a whole lot of difference between Nick Saban, the defensive backs coach at Kent State, and Nick Saban, the head coach of Alabama. Just, well, that, that that was one of the things about Zach Arnett that was really appealing when he first took the job is he was kind of no-nonsense, <clears throat> not, like unapologetic in how he acted and stuff like that. And he was just, you know, a guy that was very genuine. You knew what you were getting with him. And now it's it's like he's fighting the battle of being politically correct, but also like his – his actual like attitude comes out in that sometimes like last night staring a hole into Brandon Langlois mm -hmm. because he didn't have the right stats or something. Yeah. And that to me just felt like just a cop out, you know, he was just wanting to be mad at somebody. Yeah. And that's fine. That's be, be mad, but don't, don't sit up there and, 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 you know, you're angry and you're, you're pissed and you, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, and, and then you just be like, well, you know, we got to be better on run defense. I mean, what are we doing? Be yourself, Zach. I don't care if I honestly don't care if Zach Arnett yells at me. I don't. Like, right? because what's he going to do? Like, get me fired? No. So like, just be yourself, Zach. That's what I would say. Uh, number eight. It's going to bother some of you to hear this, but you need to hear it because it's this is this is the truth. And of all the things that are true today, this one's the truest. A lot of today's anger, a lot of the people that you're mad, you're angry, you're, you're, you don't want to deal with this, it's because Ole Miss won. Yeah. It's, yeah. If it's Ole true. Miss had lost yesterday, we would all be sitting there like, well, we lost, but they lost. And we're, but neither one of us are any good. <laughs> I mean, we would all be doing it. Don't, don't act like you wouldn't. And, but Ole Miss won. And they won in the most Ole Miss fashion possible. Absolutely zero defense being played. 
but they can put points on the board. They're exciting. We, it goes back to what we've been talking about these past few weeks, that oh, the perception of Ole Miss. They're an exciting football program. Well, I'll give them credit. They put up 55 points and 700 yards. That is exciting. That is exciting. I, I, I mean, you, if you're an un, there's no way you know as an unbiased observer you could watch that LSU Ole Miss game and not be entertained as hell. It's a great football game. Two no teams one cares. No one cares that they gave up six hundred plus. Nobody not cares. A single person cares. They won. They Nobody's won. talking about it today. They're all talking about how exciting that offense was. Exactly. They put up fifty plus exactly. on LSU. Exactly. That's their that they want to beat LSU as badly as anybody. So they're right. they're they're, they're, they're happy. But yeah, I you're thought- exactly right. It if Ole Miss had lost that game and State lost by exact same score, people would still be upset. But they'd be like, eh, "Everybody expected us to lose this. Yeah, we did score a couple touchdowns. So what? Yeah, there there would be a, almost a feel of well, we played better than Ole Miss did. We scored yeah. seventeen Score more points. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that you know, I look. I'm not going to be one of these people who tells you, you know, rent free, whatever. I get it. I understand why it would bother you. If you're a fa- when you're a fan, when your team loses and your rival wins, that's not what you want. I get it. That's what being a fan is. So don't be don't be uh, don't be embarrassed by that. It just is what it is. But yeah, if Ole Miss had lost yesterday, there would be a lot less. There would be a lot less people on the ledge than there are today. Uh, number nine. It's nine, nine. You and I talked about this last night. And just at the end of the day, I don't envy Zach Selman because when we did our interview with Brandon Marcello a couple weeks ago, or at least, well, I'm sorry, when I did my interview with Brandon Marcello, he talked about college football is a year-to-year business now and that even a coach like Nick Saban is just one bad year away from getting fired. Like, if Saban goes 8-4 and four this year, they'll fire him. And they don't. it doesn't matter that he's won national titles in the past. You know, Brian Kelly, they're paying him $9 million a year. They've already got two losses. Well, if they lose five games this year, they're going to fire him. You know, and and could could that happen? Could LSU lose five games? Could they lose to Alabama and A and M, and you know, find a way to drop another one? Maybe could they lose to Missouri this weekend? You think he'd get fired at seven and five? I'm just telling you that people would people would make a case for it. And when you're paying, they, they somebody, would, their fan base would would absolutely talk about it. Yeah, and and when you pay somebody nine and a half million dollars a year, you have to get results. Now with state, it's a little different because you're paying Arnett three million dollars a year. Like, so mm-hmm. it's not the same financial burden. You know, if, if 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 Kiffin had lost yesterday, there would be people like maybe at the end of the year we need to move on from Kiffin. It's it, <clears throat> it's it's a results business. It's a business. You can't let personal feelings deal with, be in it. You know, if you were at a if this was a an actual business and and profits and loss and things were of that nature were, were what we were looking at, you wouldn't let a CEO of a company or a, 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 a you know run the company for a year, a company you thought was going in the right direction, turn it completely around. Now it's going in the wrong direction, and not fire it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't let that happen to your business, would you? No. I think the I think the biggest thing more than just simply wins and losses mm-hmm. is what do they look like? What right. because it was the entertainment it, factor. It, it's like uh Joe Moorhead. 
He went to two bowl games, beat Ole Miss twice. That wasn't what got him fired. It was the fact that they were – you could kind of see the future. You could see the team did not look put together. There were fights in practice. You know, they didn't look like they had a good game plan most days. So you kind of saw the direction. If Zach Selman sees that this is not going in a good direction and states four and eight, five and seven, whatever, Zach Selman could very easily say, this wasn't my hire. I've got to do what's best for the university. And I hate talking about this five games into the season, five games into the tenure, because I still believe that Zach Arnett deserves a chance to grow as a coach and get better. But if this continues, if the, if this kind of product continues where they're struggling on offense, the defense is just god-awful, then that's going to be a topic of conversation, mm-hmm. that this is not working. We're in the SEC. We have to we, – we got all this money being poured into to NIL. We're having to fight this battle. We've got to stay in the fight here or we're going to get lost. You've got to make those tough decisions. That's something that Zach Selman's going to have to – think about, you know, later on in the season because you cannot afford to have a bad year this year. Then you lose all your leadership from this team next year and you're in rebuild mode next season and have an even more disastrous season and kind of fall further back. So that's why I say these next few games are absolutely huge. They have to figure something out and win ballgames. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. you got to win games. I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, watching Mississippi State football, it's not fun. It's not fun. I mean, it, you have to really be a diehard Mississippi State fan to want to sit through four quarters of Mississippi State. Even when they're winning, it's not fun. Yeah. So. And that's my thing. Like, can we talk about the fans now? Well, that you, you, we sure can because that is uh, number 10. Did you see the crowd with five minutes to go? That will be the crowd with five minutes to go before kickoff this week. Yes, it will. There is going. This is um, going to be. This is going to be the one, Robbie. I thought last year, uh, the what was it? Who did they play? East Tennessee State. Yeah, that was I thought, bad. I thought that was bad. I think this is going to be worse. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, maybe sub twenty. I know some people were were not happy with what I said about you know the the commitment and stuff from fans. Mm-hmm. I thought that they were all in last night. I thought the they crowd well. was excellent. I thought the students were great. I commend Mississippi State fans for coming out, except for the people that are selling their tickets to opposing fans. That's a problem, but we won't go down that road. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that have that have stayed with the team bought bought in and just done their part, you should be commended. Uh, at this point, if the team is not giving back what you're putting in, it's hard to ask fans to continue to put in. It's it's really difficult to ask fans to continue to give money, continue to give all your money, all your Saturdays to come watch this. If they're not winning, if they're not giving you a, a product to – be excited about, it's hard to ask people to continue to do that. And that's going to continue to diminish if they're not able to win ball games and put a good product out there on the field. It's very difficult to ask somebody to waste your Saturday to come to Starkville and be miserable 
watching football. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely correct. And again, you know, wins and losses aside, the games themselves just aren't fun. They're just, and then you, that's just on. And then we're we're just talking about the on the field product. We're not talking about the the lack of of, of stadium lighting and how poor the audio is and some of the the end game. I mean, we're not even talking about that. We're just talking about what you see on the field is not exciting to watch. Yeah, so. I thought the in game stuff was better. It was better. It was. But they got they got to do a massive overhaul in the speaker system. Yeah, it's time to do LED lights. That uh, that those is, those are those are becoming non negotiables. Those are that's, like that's that gotta happen. Has to happen next season. Although because you don't look like an SEC team right now. Everybody else no. has these things except for you. I mean, you have them at baseball. That and yeah, like that. The stuff that baseball gets is continuing to drive a wedge between this fan base. Yeah, I agree. Baseball's got a brand new stadium. Baseball's got LED lights. They have the cool stuff in game. Mm-hmm. Why are you not doing this for everything else? Mm-hmm. You know, like basketball, you put you put in fifty million dollars or whatever it was. This hump renovation, it's going to be better, but it's still not what you needed. Uh, so it's it's just you know that stuff is continuing to drive a wedge between fans. There's a lot of fans that are starting to have animosity towards baseball, which I I hate that's happening. But that's where it is right now. Football's got football should be your top priority. Yeah, you should have the best speaker system you can possibly get, the best lights you can possibly get. That stuff reflects back on you. That's people fans from other places come to your games and say mm-hmm. that was a boring atmosphere yeah it was a boring game day experience i agree all right last one number 11 guys we're all gonna we're all gonna be honest with each other here you ready we're gonna we're all gonna climb into the trust tree all right we're all here it's a nurturing caring environment guys these next couple months are gonna suck they're gonna suck all right just want to let you know that robbie and i are here for you every day monday through friday we will be here if you want to talk to us, we're just a tweet away. If you need to vent, you know what? You can vent in the reviews. Put a five-star review up. And the, the review doesn't even have to be about us. If you want to vent about Arnett, if you want to type out a thousand words about Arnett, put it in a review, brother. I'll read it on the air if I can. If it's not, you know, I'm going to go to his house and with a two-by-four or something like that. Oh! <laughs> USA! I'm just saying, you know, this is gonna be it's gonna be a couple it's gonna be a rough couple months. All right. We just need all need to accept that right now. So all need to take a deep breath, find the things in life that bring you joy, and we're all we're gonna get through this together. All right. We're I'm just uh, I'm just picturing hacksaw Jim Jim Bob Duggan from uh, Boga Chitta yeah. coming to Zach Arnett's Why house. Why can't Mike Wright play? Just swinging a two <laughs> by four. We do yeah. not encourage that. No, we do not, not encourage that. We don't, we don't endorse that at all. It's important to know that. But this is also important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Coffee is for closers is brought to you by our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville. Churn and spoon ice cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo 
over in Tupelo. I'm going to be lazy today, bro. Dude, I'm going to pick just – it wouldn't be weird if if, if Brupolo was in Vicksburg. We'll just go with my home thing. Be weird, right? Way down around Vicksburg. Down Louisiana way. Yeah. Yeah. Lift the Cajun lady. <laughs> Which is funny. Like, Vicksburg is not near Cajun country at all. Like, that part of Louisiana is more like Texas. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's no Cajuns north of I-20. crossover, yeah. When There's no cross Cajuns north of I-20. I mean, what are we doing here? Uh, We've incorrectly painted some of these Louisianians. Yeah, we Louisianans. have. And that's a shame. Louisianans? Louisianans. That's yeah. a shame. Nobody should stereotype the good people of Louisiana. They are fine Americans. And Especially think, in Lafayette. I think Tom Segura is a bad person. Uh, <laughs> start your day the right way, the trip to the drive-thru. And, of course, if you can't make it to Starville or Tupelo, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com is right there for you. Bulldog Initiative business. And God knows the Bulldog Initiative needs your support right now. Arnett's no coffee, right? I mean, I can't. I don't know who else to do. Right. At this point, it falls on the head man. Either fix it or get out of the way. Yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that. No, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, Buck stops with him. Yeah. And continuing to say, you know, we we got to coach better. I mean, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just, it's just no, there's no, there's no funny quip I can make with you guys here. It's just, just it, Arnett gets no coffee. And the, I, I, I got a double shot from the SEC because I thought nationally there wasn't one that just stood out to me as super poor. Georgia Tech could have been that, but whatever. Um, in the SEC, Florida. Okay, so Florida's not good. I, I was right. I was right the first time. The the, the Tennessee game was, a, <laughs> was an aberration. That was a fluke. Yeah, that that was their Utah from last year. Dude, I have never seen Florida get pushed around. And by, by Kentucky, too. Mm-hmm. Kentucky is – I don't know how good Kentucky is overall, but they're tough. I'll tell you that. They don't – If you, you do start, not – You don't have to knock you, them out. If you do not bring it physically against them, you're screwed. They'll push you around for, for, for four quarters. Yep. And then, the, the, of course, the play of the day is, you know, a week ago we had Notre Dame, 10 guys on the field for the crucial play. This time Florida has 13 guys on the field and can't get a stop. <laughs> Still gives up a touchdown on 13 guys. And by the way, this is this is a total like it's not a it's not a players thing. It's, uh, 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 it's you know, some people talking about he's got to he's got to he's got to get his recruits in. No, you would you would see that team showing up on the field. They would be physical. They would be making progress. They're not making progress. That's a it's a Billy Napier thing. I don't think players are going to change that. Agreed. Because yeah, I mean he's got like top. You know, like you said, like a top whatever recruiting class, but who cares? I mean, Dan Mullen, Dan Mullen did not have the talent when he got to state. He that they got some good players in that first class, mm-hmm. but they were competing with number one Florida. Yeah, you know they they held their own against other top twenty five teams, yeah. Georgia Tech, Houston. This team does is not getting better. So that's a Billy Napier thing. And the, like we're acting like not I, well. I don't know who's acting like this, but. Some people are acting like they don't have the talent. They're a top 15 roster. Yeah. It's not like they don't have talent now. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't I don't yeah. buy Billy Napier at all. Then nationally, 
You give up 700 yards, you're going to be on this list. No cough, no coffee with chicory for LSU. What an embarrassing performance by them. All right. And by the way, if you, if I ever said LSU was good, I'm sorry that I lied to you. I'm sorry yeah. that I did. Because it's not that LSU is good, it's that state's really bad. When you look that was at an indictment on state's offense. Yeah. I mean, Grambling had more yards than, than Mississippi State did against LSU. 700 yards and 55 points, and they blow what? They had a nine-point lead with, what, five minutes to play? Yeah. And blew it? Again, they're paying him $9.5 million a year. That's what they're paying Brian Kelly. They are, or more than that, if not more. That's just not acceptable. That's unacceptable. Defensively, they, I mean, this is LSU, right? This is this is LSU. This is Tiger Stadium, Death Valley. Defenses that just destroyed people. They couldn't get a stop. They couldn't get off the field. Mm-mm. Ole Miss, I said on on uh on Friday's uh Sports Talk Mississippi, we did our two question segment. Like, how does Ole Miss win? I said they've got to be the more physical team. I thought they were. Yeah. I thought they were out there laying the lumber. I mean, look, Ole Miss didn't play good defensively either, but they were out there to hit. And LSU, I thought LSU was just soft. Soft. Ole, Ole Miss was – their defense a lot of times, like, in position, they just can't make the plays. Yeah. And that was kind of what – I mean, LSU was just physically better on offense than their defense. Yeah. But they made some plays, like, when it mattered. LSU just couldn't make those plays. On you know defense. what that game reminded me of? I, I don't know if you. I, I don't know if you were in the the press conference room or not. But we had talk one time with Bob Shoup, and he talked about in a, in a you can lose a game ten to seven, and you can win a game fifty five fifty. Yeah. And in the fifty five fifty game, you can say you played good defense because when you had to have a stop, you got it. Yeah. And then in the ten to seven game. Even though you're like, oh, we only gave up 10 points. When you had to have a stop, you couldn't get it. That's what Ole Miss did yesterday. When they had to have stops, when they couldn't, they couldn't get, they had to get off the field, they got off the field. LSU didn't. LSU did. And that's simple as that. That's an embarrassment for LSU. Their season's over. I mean, they've lost two. I don't think they're going to beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And then, I mean, they're not going to the playoff. They're not going to the playoff. AM. I, I, again, I'm not going to say AM's for real or anything like that, but that defensive line recruiting is starting to show up. Their defense is good. It's good. I mean, they're probably a four-loss team, and, I mean, they got to go to Missouri this week, who I don't know how good Missouri is or not, right? They haven't really played anybody. They did, they did beat Kansas State, but 11 a.m. kick at Missouri with a hyped crap. Don't tell me unless you can't lose that game. Don't tell me that. Yeah, I, I've lost all faith in yeah. LSU this year. I agree. All right. What did they do last year in that game? They didn't play Missouri last year. Did they not? No. Because they're, they're, they're every year East team is uh, Florida. They played uh, Tennessee last year. They got okay. killed. They got killed at home. So. Yep, right. I remember that. Yeah. Tomorrow's show, we'll recap whatever Arnett has to say. Plus, tomorrow, at least I, I don't know if Robbie will get in or not. He's welcome to do so, but we're, I'm going to delve into why I was wrong about this team. Like preseason, I thought this team was going to be pretty good. Clearly, yeah. I was. Why? Why am I wrong? I have a few ideas. I want to get Robbie's thoughts on those. Plus, we'll do our SEC picks. 
Uh, Robbie's still two games behind me. Got to start catching up, buddy. It's We're halfway there. Yeah, I need to start taking some chances. We'll see what happens. All right. I think I personally, I think you you should be riding the Vanderbilt train. They're 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 due. They're due. Yeah, I know. After yesterday, I mean, man. There you go. Hi guys, have a great Monday. Back with you on Tuesday for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. Mississippi Media Production.